Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? We're so glad you guys are here with us. (laughs) Another interesting intro we had getting ready. Um, So, hey, once again, I got with me. I got my home slice, Miss Mona. And I got producer DJ Dan. What's going on? So the crowd's all here. (laughs) So, well, we're missing the youth pastor. Right, right. So, but hey, here you go. Next week, we have special guest, Youth Pastor Drew. Ms. He Mona's, doesn't even know it yet. Yeah, he doesn't even know it yet. Miss <laughs> uh, Mona's taking a trip to see her daughter. Mm, yes. And so she'll be gone. So Youth Pastor and Drew. And, yeah. Oh, don't let me leave him out. <laughs> so anyway, it'll be just us boys next yeah, week. Oh, no. What Please shall we it. do? <laughs> There's no rule that says we can't take a week off. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, turn in your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 2 while you're turning there. So, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. It's been a day. Been a day. How about yesterday, man? Yesterday had was three good. people yes. come to join the church. One that Amy Heath like had a major part in her profession of faith, and so she's going to be baptized, and then we had a couple been coming for about you know two years now, and I, just, I looked at them and said, so what's been the holdup? You know? Anyway, so, I mean, God is just doing stuff around, and um, you know, I just love... Love it was it lots going. of people. Yeah. That's good. Producer, DJ Dan, what's going on? Same old same. Having a great time. Got stuff going on. Producing media here at the church. Loving every minute yes, of it. Yes, you are. You're doing a great job. Well, thank you. We so, keep them busy. Hey, by the way, just minute. want to give a shout out. I don't think I do this enough. Hey, we are we have our own webpage. If you would go to www.mosaicofmarion.com, you'll find a bunch of interesting facts there. You can buy mugs um, that are... You'll be able to buy mugs after this week. Right? <laughs> Man, we really need a memo or something. I have like said this three times I, now. I'm not an audio learner. <laughs> okay. I was about to say listener, and I was like, that just means that well, I don't Or you can well. just do this. You could email yes, through email there, work. and Miss Mona will answer, and... She will get your information to send you a mug. But we also have a blog that well, sometimes so kind we miss. A semi-weekly blog. But yes. we have a blog. There's some good blogs up there. So yeah, you can check I out the blog. Try to. I failed to do last week. Mine. So this week will be a joint effort from last week to this week. Oh, I'll, I'll tell the truth. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to lie about it. I, I'm the one that blew it last week. And I told Mona, like, when it's not, oh, I, was like, I sat down to write it twice. I've got a couple ideas. I'll have it to you first thing in the morning. Yeah. Thursday night comes, nothing. Friday morning, I shoot her text. Hey, I'm going to get it to you this morning. Yeah, it did happen. Anyway, so. You know, so, hey, guys, um, just love you. Go check out our YouTube um, page as well. Um, our My sermons are up there. We also have YouTube hits that we do on Monday nights. We just finished one this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Producer Dan and Amy Heath was yeah. on, and it talks about the previous week's sermon. So I encourage you. Um, but here's a great thing. If you're in the area, stop by. Yes. Sunday morning. Yep. Just be a part. We'd love to talk to you. Just walk up. If you're a visitor, just walk up and say, um, I'm the guy that stands behind the pulpit on Sunday. So that's pretty <laughs> <laughs> Miss Mona sings on the praise team. She's a really short one. 
<laughs> and producer she DJ be known for something. He just you know? had to throw that in. Yeah, there. and producer DJ Dan actually stands to the left of her on the praise team yeah. as well. So there's three the of back. us. I try to. Yeah, he and does. then youth pastor Drew. He looks like me, so just find one of us, and we'd love for you to say, hey, I'm here, I listen to your podcast, and just wanted to come meet you guys, we'll sign autographs, do whatever. Anyway, okay. We'll sign your mug. Yeah, we'll sign your mug. I will not sign your Bible, though. No. I'm just not into that. It's a good that. rule of thumb. I like I'm that. just not into that whatsoever. So anyway, First Peter chapter 2, Miss um, Mona, why don't you pray, and then read verses 11 and 12 of First Peter chapter 2, although I'm going to ask you a question dealing with verse, I think, 10. Great. Or actually, okay. 9. So what do you want me to do? Pray. Okay. And then read. <laughs> See, I'm not a very good listener either sometimes. <laughs> Heavenly Father, it's such a privilege to be here. And it's just such an honor to um, be entrusted with this and to be gathered with my friends. And, um, and we just thank you for those who are listening, and we thank you for your word. And so I pray that we would be able to dive deep and to know what it is that you are saying and how it is that you want us to put it into action into our lives. And so teach us, I pray in Jesus name. Amen. 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 First Peter two, 11 and 12. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Hey, so we're going to deal with that in just one second. But in verse 9, we, we dealt with really a chosen race, royal priesthood, holy nation. And then you sort of summarized the end of it last week, in a sense. I think Dan was involved in a little bit of that summary as well. But one thing I wanted to hit on, and then we're going to jump ahead. It says, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What are his excellencies that we're to proclaim? Well, what I think of when I read that is um, just the work that he has done for us Mm -hmm. and the, um, the sacrifice that he made for us so that our sins were paid for so that our debt was erased um by his death on the cross and so it, and then uh, then just who he is and how marvelous and and wonderful and glorious um he he is and all of the characteristics of who he is yeah i mean basically it's i, I think it's talking about the gospel he's giving uh, there's no nothing more excellent than the gospel hey, i think one point part of scripture says it a more excellent way it might be in hebrews chapter 10 i think maybe i'm almost positive so now we have a podcast we've already referenced hebrews already <laughs> but his his way is a more excellent way because i'm, I'm about to miss moan have a spell here because when he had his sacrifice he went to heaven and sat down he didn't continue working so the excellencies that we're to proclaim is Jesus himself, just the gospel, mm-hmm. the good news of Jesus Christ. And I, so I want to make sure to hit that because, number one, my spiritual gift is that of an evangelist. Number two, I love to share the gospel. And, but I think we as a society do a very poor job of sharing the gospel. We're afraid of it for some reason, but yet so often in Scripture we are told proclaim it Mm -hmm. go and tell you know there's three statements about um how we're to be involved in that and it's it's come and see 
come and die, go and tell. Come and see Jesus. Come and die to yourself and your sin and come alive to Jesus and then go and tell others. It's really about that that whole process of being a disciple. I, I think that part right there is talking about being a disciple. And in Scripture, notice this one thing, and then we're going to move on. I'm going to sort of let you take the lead in it. We're not called to be believers. Yes, we're called to believe. Right. But we're not called to just be believers. Right. We're called to be disciples. <laughs> yes. Now, but to be a disciple, you have to know what a disciple is. A disciple is someone who makes another person like himself. So Jesus called his disciples who became just like him, all except for one, who we know that was Judas. And they were called to go and make more disciples. And you and I have the same calling today is to make more people like us. We've made the Great Commission into the Great Calling, though. It's no longer the Great Commission for everybody. It's a calling for the certain select few. Mm-hmm. Paul told Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Now, we don't know whether that was Timothy's spiritual gift right. or not. Right. But he said, as a pastor, you do the do work it. of an evangelist. Now, some people are saying, well, I'm not a pastor. You are of the royal priesthood of right. believers. Right. You are a pastor right. in your own sense. Right. So, having said that, any thoughts, Dan? Well, no, just exactly what you said. You know, just this idea of, you know, for you to to have been told about Jesus and know that you have that gift of salvation and to accept it, somebody had to tell you. Yep. It, so often we're like, well, well, they don't act like Christ. Well, if no one's ever shared the good news with them, how in the world would they begin the relationship that would lead to that? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Okay. Well, <laughs> He was like revving the engine up, and then he just brought it to it. uh, I didn't want to get too long-winded. I was counting over (laughs) you. Okay, so just I I wanted to pull that out because we just need more people to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. We need you to be willing, and that's all you have to do is, you know, it's not your ability. They'll say it's not your ability. It's your availability. It's all God looks. Just open your mouth and speak about Jesus. Anyway, all right, let's move on. Go, Miss Mona. I mean, but that I mean, obviously that ties in, and and so then as we look at verse eleven, that um, what Peter is teaching about um, who we are, um, he has talked in verse nine and ten about who we are, and we talked about all of those things last time, um, and so now he is saying that I I urge you as sojourners and exiles, which makes it very clear that we are not um, this world is not our home. Yes, and um, and when we look at that, sojourners is talking about being aliens. Um, a definition that I read said it, it's a temporary dweller, not having a settled habitation in the place where he currently resides. Um, the exiles are strangers, a foreigner who has settled down, but briefly, um, and the emphasis is on temporary, and so that's that's who we are as believers in this world that we. This is not our home. This is not our permanent dwelling. We are just passing through. We are just here temporarily. We are just here um, dwelling as in a foreign country. And that's how that should dictate then how we live and how we operate and what we do. So what is our, what is our permanent home then? So our permanent home is in heaven. 
Okay. Right. Our citizenship is in heaven because we we become kingdom citizens now. As soon as we say yes to Jesus and we become believers, then we become kingdom citizens now. We don't wait until we get to heaven to be a kingdom citizen. Mm-hmm. We we are kingdom citizens now. And so heaven is where our real home is. Heaven is where our permanent abode will be. And so we're just passing through this world. Just passing through. Just passing through. So when I hear that, I think about, there were two things as you were talking. Number one, I think about Abraham. Right. You go to Hebrews chapter 11. And um, did we talk about Hebrews 11 one time and just quit? Did we get all the way through? Oh, we just stopped, didn't we? We did most of it. We did most of it. We just got to a point where we stopped. We dealt with this. So anyway. Uh, hey, now you know that this is just us here sitting here talking. <laughs> when I just had, I just sort of came out with that. So you should have, guys, you should have seen the look on Mona's face, like what? Are we, uh, what did we? Uh, she started. Me? Look, she started grabbing know, her Bible, like, going what back, asking? like what? What are we doing? What are, what are we saying? doing? So anyway, um, by faith, Abraham. This is Hebrews eleven eight. Obeyed when he was called to go out mm-hmm. to a place that he was to receive it as inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. I would love to know out in heaven how that conversation went. Hey, Sarah, you know, she was Sarah at that time. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sarah, uh, pack it up. We're leaving. Okay. Where are we going? I don't really know. <laughs> How long will it take to get there? Ain't got a clue. How will you know when you get there? I'll be told. By who? God. Now, you got to wonder, did she know God at that moment herself? Because most would argue that he was a moon worshiper mm-hmm. in where he was from. Right. In Ur of the Chaldeans. Right. Was she or what? I mean, that really doesn't add to the story, but can you imagine that conversation? <laughs> well, how much food do I pack? All we got. <laughs> And then you go on this 1,500-mile journey, and it says he went out by not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise. Remember last week we said there were people, mm-hmm. they were this chosen people that lived in the land, um, as in a foreign land. There it is, foreign land, and that means um, not one's own, but yeah. a strange place. Right. right, This place should be strange to us. Right. I'm, okay, I'm going to make a controversial statement here. People may get turned off by it. I can't help but I'll make it. There are just some things about that happens in our country that I'm just going, are you like human? Right. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, I could, you know, we could, we could, and I'm talking about, I, please don't read political party into this because that's not it. There's right. just some people. We're just crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're just, I'm going, what planet are you from? And right. but it's like the norm, right? And I'm going, how are you living anyway? Right. So it's just in a form of living in tents. There you go. Talked about living in tents. Mm-hmm. Your definition with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking to the city that has foundations. There's, it's just coming to me right now. <laughs> This city has foundations where he lived and had no foundation. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, you and I, we are basing our life, and we're building on the chief cornerstone. Right. So our foundation is in Christ. He had nothing. Right. Yep. Now, he had God. Yes, he had God. But his foundation was in a tent. Right. right. That could be blown over by wind, right. rain, or whatever. Right. Whose designer and builder, creator there, is God. So, yeah, when I think about that, and then I, I contrast that to... Um, Philippians chapter chapter 3 Philippians chapter 3 but out verse 20 but our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a savior the Lord Jesus Christ right 
And we could go off on that because they mm-hmm. talk about transforming our lowly body mm-hmm. into a glorious body. Mm-hmm. Woo! You think this thing is good right here to this body I got good now, boys and girls. Let me tell you. What she see that oh, glorified body? Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> But it backs it up. Once again, here's your great thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna toss you a softball. Scripture interprets, interprets scripture. Yes, sir. yes, yes. So if you find it in one place, right. you're gonna find it in another right. place that backs it up. Right. Backs it up or gives more information more about it. Right. Takes it more in depth. Um, gives you just you know what you need. And so that's why we always say that um, if you think that you have scripture that contradicts each other, it will never contradict itself. And so that just means you need to go and dig deeper to find out what you're truly reading. And by the way, when you have that, that conundrum, yeah. the lesser is always interpreted by the greater. Good. Yep. So if you have four to five verses over here that plainly say something right. this way, and one verse over here that sort of seems to contradict it, no, it's just something going on there that you're not fully aware right. of in reading, right. but you interpret it by the five yes. that you know for a right. fact right you don't interpret the five to the one right you don't do that that's bad right. exegesis right yeah um so thank, bad no, hermeneutics th- thank you for saying that yeah absolutely i don't know where i was going um, <laughs> i don't know we just blew our budget on vocabulary <laughs> <Yeah. so it's laughs> dan will learn all about hermeneutics when he gets in seminary and so well so as we are um citizens of heaven and our citizenship is in heaven and we are just passing through this um, world and not citizens of this world, then it says that we are to abstain from the passions of the flesh. Um, and we need to be constantly holding ourselves back from the things of this world. And mm-hmm. John John tells us in your favorite book, First John, that do not love the world or the things of the world. And to love the world is to be in enmity with God. And so the things of the world and the things that the world values and the things that the world sets up as important are, should not be so to us because right. we don't have the we should not be following the world's values. And absolutely, go back to what I preached on yesterday, um, Ephesians chapter four. There are mm-hmm. some things as a believer you put off. Yes, yes. Anger, bitterness, mm-hmm. unforgiveness, right. and, and the like. There's some things you put on. Right. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> you know, and His righteousness. Right. Were you taking a breath to say something over there, Dan? No, no, I was just like that. Summed it, summed it all up right there. What do we put on Jesus Christ? Yeah, you put. I mean, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I mean, you go to verse thirty. I think it's thirty to thirty-one. He says, you know, um, f- be tender-hearted and forgiving mm-hmm. as Jesus Christ forgave mm-hmm. you. Right. So, yeah, there are just we're abstain because the world will tell you you have a right to do this. Yes. You know, right? We live in a, a time if it feels right, do it. And what's what? Listen, what's true for you may not be true for me. Wrong. How right. is anything ever truth at that point? Right. The definition right. of truth means that anything that is not that one thing is false. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. and, crazy. and by the way, if you have quote unquote truth and I have quote unquote truth and Mona has quote unquote truth, what the world is the truth? Right. And, right. and if they're not, all, not all the same, at least two of them are lies at that point. Right. And right. probably if you threw it, probably all three are lies. But... Uh, just saying, so you had to, there, there yeah. you know, Paul wrote all, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you Meta's loose translation. All things are okay for me, yes. but not all things are good for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. All things are profitable. All, all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. There you go. That's a much better translation <laughs> than mine. Way to class it up, Mona. Thanks for that. Yeah. She's trying to show off just because I use the word hermeneutics. The study of yeah, people I gotta, named Yeah, I got to keep up. I got to keep up. So, yeah, I mean, that's what, think about it. And we live in that society, especially now. Yes. 
I want what's mine and I want it. It does not matter if it hurts you or tears you down or whatever. It's mine and I've got a right to it. Not necessarily their home skillet. Right. Matter of fact, for the believer, it's not true at all. Right. We have no rights. We have none. Yep. I, 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 I believe I gave clarity to that yesterday of as a believer, and hear me, guys, you lost rights to your life at Calvary if yes. you're a true believer. You gave them to Jesus. I go back to, this is really, if you can't tell, this is also one of my absolute favorite verses. I've been crucified with Christ. Mm-hmm. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Okay, so if I'm not living, but Christ is living in me, then I have to follow what Christ is because I'm dead. Right. It's his life. Right. He paid right. for it. Yeah. He paid the ransom payment. Mm-hmm. He paid the debt. But then also Jesus tells us to deny it, that anyone who wants to follow after me must deny it themselves and pick up their cross and follow me which means that we're not living for our own selves no. anymore we're not living for our own desires we're not living for our own agendas and so taking it back to what peter is saying here we're not living for what the world says is most important right. we're not living so that we can have a bigger house and better jobs and make more money so th- and we're not living so that we can retire on the beach somewhere and not do anything else with our lives because we've hit that that magic age you know what I'm serious. I want to. I want to die with that. my floor shine shoes right. on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to. I want to die preaching the gospel. Yes. I I, I'm never. And there was something I was going to say. And right Sorry. when you um, were going, and what were we talking about? <laughs> the world's values. We don't. Oh, did I say, yeah. Listen. Here's what I'm talking. About. Thank you. When it says take up your cross follow me, it's mm-hmm. not the cross of Jesus. He no, already died right. on that cross. Yes, right. I want to make sure people understand because yes. I've had people say, well, you know, Jesus died. No, nobody is telling you to take that. You cannot carry that cross. Right. It is beyond your ability. It right. is beyond. And by the way, if you could and if you were to die on it, it would mean absolutely nothing yep. because mm-hmm. you're not Jesus. It's not carry his cross. He's done it. Go back to he did it one time, died yes. for all, and sat down. Right. He don't need you. Right. He's saying carry your cross, translated, your desires, your mm-hmm. fleshly lust, your wants in this world, yes. your things that are ungodly. Now, by the way, you're going to have some desires, and God wants to give you some desires, but it's when your desires match his desires for your life. Yes. That's when he wants to bless you. Right. All that other mess that the world says is what you need is what he says, put it, strap it on your back, boys. That ain't what you need. Right. Right. Anything outside of Jesus is not needed. Right. And I think sometimes um, we get so, you know, when we experience difficulties in our life, so many times you hear somebody say, well, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Well, that's according to the world system. Mm -hmm. But according to Christ and his system, who are we to say that that's not the way it's supposed to be? And so when we have died to ourselves, when we have been crucified with Christ, when we are denying ourselves, then those things of God, the things that God says, this is what I want for your life, then you are able to say, okay, then that's what I want for my life also. And so so you live with your mind. With your mind fixed on heaven, with your mind fixed, right? Your mind fixed on the things above and not on the things of this world, because that becomes your priority, your motivation, um, and your whole purpose Mm -hmm. is to do as Christ would have you to do. Because know it or not, you're in a battle. Yes. Every day, you're in a spiritual battle. He says it right now. Which wage war war against your soul? I want to go. I've said it before. You know what? Favorite book. First John. Favorite chapter? Do you know that? John 10. No. no. Favorite chapter? Romans 8. Romans 8. Jeez, Favorite verse? 
John 10, whatever it is. 10, 10. Thank you. Listen, because the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and yes. destroy. Right. I've come to have life and have it more abundantly. That's at war. Right. Dan, you got something to say. I can tell. I see it on I your just, face. No, I, it's written I, on your forehead. <laughs> I do have a large forehead. I understand. <laughs> the, the, I, the, the thing that, that stands out is, you know, so much of the world, especially here in America, it, we, we have this celebrity worship. And, oh, yeah. And, you people are like, well, I just don't understand. He had everything. Why? Why did he get into drugs? Why did he take his own life? It says right here, when you indulge in the passions of the flesh, they wage war against your soul, and eventually, there's a price to pay for yes, that. Yes, you cannot continue to do that without there being this long-lasting effect, this wearing down of your soul. And I, it's so crazy that we hold these lifestyles in such high esteem when time and time again they lead to the same destruction at the end yeah. of, of the day. You know. Because nothing that they have to offer, I don't care whether it's Hollywood, I don't care what it is, what they have to offer is nothing. Right. The writer of Ecclesiastes happens to be the smart, the wisest man to ever live, Solomon, who did some of the dumbest things right. ever right. done, but he's still wise. That's a real man right Yeah. <laughs> he said, you know, we, we have eternity in our hearts. Right. And so we're born, I, just, I dealt with this a little bit in, in the YouTube hit just a minute ago, we are made to worship, mm-hmm. and you're going to worship something. Right. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem. Anything that's worshiped outside of Jesus is not filling. Right. Jesus, you're going to keep, it's like a, an unending pit mm-hmm. in your soul when you try to fill it with, you know, sex, drugs, alcohol, cars, houses, money. You know, think about some of the people, and, and I'm not trying to be hard on people, but some of the most famous people that have committed suicide mm-hmm. because even comedians that when the lights went off, they right. just had this deep, dark they depression. They had nothing left Yeah, there was that. nothing yeah. there worth living for. Yeah. You know why? Because the Bible is true. Yes, right. I, the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. And, and what they've done is they've chosen temporary distraction over eternal oh, satisfaction. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, that was a good one, Nathan. Yeah, because what Mo, remember what Mo said? He would not... Oh, Lord, let me just go. Let me read over here. Who, who, Hebrews chapter 11. By the way, I want to say the end of this verse. Jesus said, but I have come to them and have life and have it more abundantly. Yep. But talking about Moses, he said this, listen, Moses, um, by faith Moses, verse 24, Hebrews 11, when he was grown up, refused to be called son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mm-hmm. mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting mm-hmm. yep. pleasures yep. of sin. Right. Right. Fleeting. Because that's exactly what it is. Yep. It has no depth. Right. It has no filling. Right. It, it's nothing. It's like... <laughs> we could go so long. It's like the bread that was given in the wilderness. Yes, God provided, but that bread never filled them up. Yeah. They always had to get it two or three times a day. I forget. Morning and night, I think it was two times mm-hmm. a day. It's like the water that Jesus talked to with the woman at the well. That water mm-hmm. would never fully satisfy right, your right. thirst. Jesus is the only thing that right. satisfies. He's better than Snickers candy bar. <laughs> Shut it down. There's nothing left. (laughs) (laughs) What more is there to say? (laughs) Okay, you were writing quickly. What were you writing? I was writing what Dan said because that was such a great statement. Way to go, Dan. So, All right, so we've been doing this for a year and about a month now. She's never written down anything I've said. (laughs) That is so not true. All right, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But seriously, so all right, our time's up. Always. Seriously? Seriously. So... uh, I I don't know how to end this. This has been this has been really good. It has been. Um, 
Go. You took a breath. I, I don't know. I took a breath, but I don't know what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> then we just... Y'all do her something like when y'all... <laughs> y'all don't know what to say. <laughs> y'all have that way of doing that. I love that. That's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I, I guess... I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Mona, hurry. I'm on a roll now, boys. <laughs> so I'm going to jump back to verse 10, which is what I did last week. That once you were not a people, now you are God's people. And so now we need to, and we need to live that way, and we need to um, have our lives that that is the center of our lives, and that is how our lives are lived is, is from that central point that we are God's people. And let me just back up. The Bible interprets itself. By the way, Peter stole that from Paul and Hosea. There you go. He did. Paul talks about the very same thing in in Romans nine chapter nine. Uh-huh. And and then in Hosea chapter one and uh-huh. chapter two, he talks about the very same that you were not a people, but then you became a people. Right. So um, it always. So damn. now live like it. Yeah, uh, live it out. Mine's just going back to that idea of, of being here temporarily and this not being our home. You know, it, perfect example. If I go over to Japan for a week, I'm not going to come back and and take all of their customs. People would be like, "You're crazy. You you don't. Yeah. That's not your. But home. haven't you ever done that? Haven't you ever been on vacation? Because I. I I'm sorry and totally interrupted no, you, but okay. it's so true because when I remember when I was in high school and family lived in Texas and we would go to Texas to visit and I came home with a cowboy hat and I wanted the cowboy boots and I started to talk like, tried to talk like Texas and you know, and so you I just want to hear that. Yeah, me too. I want to hear the Texas lingo. So you try and do that. You try and do that and it never works. It doesn't last. But, you come back and people look at you like, why are you wearing that cowboy hat? Because here you are in Buffalo, New York. Why are you wearing a cowboy hat? It just doesn't work. So. But if you stay too long, you increase the chances of picking up what yes, you're around. Yes. So don't stay so long in the world that yes. you begin to pick up the things because you're not a citizen here. Dan, don't get mad at me because I just hit the table. That's okay. <laughs> and I clapped. I don't know. That was really loud. Sorry. So, so here's the question. Here's what I'm going with. And I'm going to shut it down on verse 12. You do this so that when... God moves in somebody's life. Yes. It says, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the mm-hmm. day of visitation. I believe, in a sense, that's pointing to the fact the day God visits them to draw them to yes. him, they can say, well, you know what? I know old Mona. Right. She lives godly. There's something mm-hmm. different about her, mm-hmm. and I want what she's got. That's ultimately mm-hmm. what, right. outside of Absolutely. the fact that we're to worship Jesus, first right. and foremost. Right. Second is so that people will have their appetites wet, W-H-E-T, right. to have what we have. right. right. Yep. So live your life. Be yes. different, y'all. This world, I, I think this is a great, I, I'm going to start using that a lot. This world wages war for your soul. Mm-hmm. Now, it has it to begin with. Right. But it wages war all the time. And, and by the way, if it cannot keep you from getting saved, then it keeps you from growing in your salvation. Mm-hmm. Yep. In your maturity. Cheesy peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> We're done. Um, wow. What? Anything left to say? I got nothing else. I mean, we do, but we... Yeah, we do, but we don't. (laughs) Dan, close us in prayer, brother, and then I'll have something to say. Sure, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Again, every time we look at your word, there's something new to be enjoyed, to be treasured. There's always value being added when we're exposed to your word, and we thank you for that, Lord. It's proof that it is your living word. Heavenly Father, we would pray that we always keep in mind where our real citizenship is. It's in heaven. And because of that, our identity is found in you and in nothing else. And, and there's nothing lacking because of that. 
So, Heavenly Father, we thank you. We pray for another opportunity to share your word next week. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, my name is Hank Meadows. I'm senior pastor at Mary Baptist Church. And here in Chatham, Virginia, I have my home slice, hey. Miss Mona, who will be off next week. We'll miss you. We'll miss you. Yeah. She's going to Texas. She's going to get some of that Texas. <laughs> she don't bring boy. back a cowboy hat. Yeah, I'm highly, highly offended. <laughs> and producer DJ Dan, that's us signing off, y'all. See you next time. Bye.